Welcome back to the Score Sports Podcast. On this is Podcast Lane. Frank, we're now episode 120. Sorry, 120 episodes through, and I got a jam-packed episode planned through. NBA playoffs are underway, one week away from the NFL draft. Great start to MLB season we've had. Got a big boxing fight this weekend. So much more. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 120. Let's hop into it. Let's start for episode 120. How we always do with the headlines in the NBA. We got a lot to talk about in the NBA, everybody. First round games getting underway. Obviously, we wrapped up the play-in. We see the Lakers beat the Timberwolves. We see the Timberwolves beat the Thunder. Hawks beat the Heat. Heat end up beating the Bulls to go to the playoffs. All that happened with the NBA playing. But still more to cover. First round playoffs. We obviously had a lot of upsets on the Sunday games. Heat upsetting the Bucks. A lot of other upsets. Lakers upsetting the Grizzlies. That's going right there. John Morant out for game two. Time is recording. That game hasn't happened yet, but still, Lakers with game one. That win is for you right there. You go up 113 to 112, and then you end the game 128 to 112. That's a pretty great run for you right there. Lakers firing all cylinders. Warriors, not so much. Down 0-2. I predicted a sweep, a clean sweep for the Golden State Warriors. Not looking like it's going to happen. Obviously not going to happen. They're down 2-0. I don't even know if they're going to get a game in the series. They could be the ones getting swept. Draymond Green after game three for basically stepping out to Martha Simona's horrible move. Draymond Green tries so hard to be likable off the court and so hard to be like, I mean, hard to not like or hard to like on the court. Everyone hates him when he's on the court. And then it's easy to like him off the court because he's a podcast, talks about fun things, good guy off the court, you could say. On the court, he's a devil. He's a gremlin. That's why Sucker Punched or Stepped on Demontis Sabonis, lowering his reputation on the court a little bit. Suspended for Game 3. This isn't the first time Draymond Green has let down the Golden State Warriors. Say 2016 NBA Finals, he gets suspended a game. Happening right now with the Golden State Warriors. Again suspended against the Sacramento Kings Game 3. Obviously Miami Heat, great start they had going up 1-0. But you do lose Tyler Hero in that one. And Yonsan Dekupa didn't play. So that's kind of false hope right there because you do lose your shooting guard and you are going up against a team without their best player. So I don't know. Let's see how the rest of the series that plays out. Phoenix Suns, they go down 1-0 to the Los Angeles Clippers. That's without Paul George. That's a team that's playing in Phoenix on the road, and they still get a win. Obviously, Phoenix wins game two pretty handily, but still, that's a cause for concern right there. I want to see how they do when they go over to L.A. later this week. New York Knicks, back in New York now for game three. 1-1 series. It's awesome, everybody. Game one. Firing all cylinders. Jalen Brunson played great in the second half. And then game two, we have Darius Garland going off. Getting a little bit chippy. Jared Allen, Julius Randle. I'm all excited for New York Knicks going back to New York for the playoffs. First time since that 2021 season where Trey Young was the villain there. Let's see if Darius Garland, Dov Mitchell can become a villain in the city of New York this week. Philadelphia 76ers really doing what everybody expects them to do. Dominating the competition. Firing all cylinders right now against the Brooklyn Nets. Boston Celtics also firing in all cylinders. Denver Nuggets going crazy right now. That's good. Those are three teams that really were expected to cruise through their series, and they're cruising through their series right now. That's about for the recap in the NBA. What's going on there? We're going to talk more about NBA playoffs later on in the episode. Sports the NFL, bunch of news. NFL draft, like I said, one week away. Next week, mock draft special. Done the past two years. All 32 draft picks. That's a whole episode. One of my favorite episodes to do all year, so that'll be next week. Obviously, you know I love to talk about the NFL draft. Other news, though. Tua Tungvaloa said today that he feels like he should have retired after this season because all the concussions he considered it at one point, but he says, you know what? Too young. I still have a great career ahead of me, which is true, but also, I don't know if you should continue playing football after getting three concussions in one season. So, Tutang Veloa, that's questionable right there. Do you think Tutang Veloa is right for playing out the rest of his career? He's going to have a great team. Tyreek Hill, John Waddle, John Ramsey on the other side. I'm excited for it. Dolphins, team to look out for this year. Allen Robinson, really the first person from that Rams super team to be traded from. 
outside Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey goes. Now you have Allen Robinson going to, over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Rams kind of giving up a little bit of talent now. They need to get some picks back. So they're doing right here, trading Allen Robinson over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's about the news in the NFL this week. Obviously, Jalen Hurts. I got his mega contract, $255 million, highest paid player in NFL history. Tacked on at the end right there. That's crazy. Jalen Hurts breaking the bank, better than Patrick Mahomes' contract. You can say, is Jalen Hurts really the best player of all time where he gets the highest paid contract? No, but that's the market we're in right now where every time a super quarterback gets a new deal, it's going to be the highest paid. When Lamar gets his, he could be the highest paid. When Joe Burrow gets his, he could be the highest paid. So don't freak out over that. That's about the headlines this week. Now, take of the week. This week's take of the week, I'm going to talk about the MLB. MLB is a league is ruining baseball to a certain extent right now. Yes, it's good that the pitch clock is there. Yes, it's good about the shift. Don't add in anything else. Stop with the stupid substance rules. Obviously, Domingo Herman incident. And now you have the horrible Max Scherzer incident that went on today. That's a Hall of Fame pitcher, Max Scherzer. You don't get to the Hall of Fame by using illegal substances, foreign substances, just to cheat against one game against the Dodgers. No. That's not what it was. It wasn't a foreign substance. He's not that stupid. He probably never used foreign substances. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was just rosin and sweat. Like he said, Mets have to lose their starter in a crucial game, you could say, for bragging rights, National League rights. Those are the two best teams in the National League, in my opinion. That's a big game for right there. Luckily, the Mets are able to win and hang on, but you only get Max Scherzer for four innings. It's a little bit unfair. Now he gets that 10-game suspension, which he probably will appeal. Just interesting, though, and that's not the only thing that I have a great with the MLB right now. Substances, that's a big deal. You try to do too much. Like I said, we're happy with the pitch clock. We're happy with no shift rule. We're happy with the bigger bases. Don't expand on that. I know you all saw that Atlantic League thing this week. Pinch runners? Designated pinch runners. Not just a pinch runner. Okay, that's a regular thing. So say you could have Daniel Vogelback. He can hit a single. You can swap him out every single time he gets on base. For a guy like Tim LeCastro, who is super fast, way faster than Daniel Vogelback, and Tim LeCastro can only be basically a pinch runner. Only a runner. I hate that rule so much right there. But the worst rule that they brought up, I think I've ever seen any major sports league I've ever seen, was the des- with this, the rule where if your pitcher can't make it five innings, you lose your designated hit for the rest of the game. Imagine this. You're in a World Series game. Say Bryce Harper's your DH. Aaron Nola gets pulled out in the fourth inning because he's given up five runs by then. You can't play Bryce Harper for the rest of the game. That's a horrible rule right there. If that ever makes it to MLB, Rob Manfred has officially ruined the sport. If that ever makes it to the MLB. That's why I take the week this week. That's ridiculous. These new rules that are coming up, then will be substances. Obviously, that's an issue. Atlantic League, that's an issue. Still more to come. Score Sports Lane, Frank, Epstein 120. Now, top five. This week's top five. Sticking with MLB, my top five MLB teams so far about a month through the season. Let's hop into it. Number five. Let's go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. 9-10 right now, not so great. But in the long run, you think about things, they're putting up so many runs on the board. You see Clayton Kershaw have an amazing outing against the New York Mets, which you want to see. You see Dustin May, you know, he's had some issues, but he'll improve on that. This is a squad in the long run. When Walker Buehler comes back, no debate about it. Dodgers, number five. Number four, Texas Rangers. Jacob DeGrom pitches a no-hater through four innings, then he gets hurt, per usual. But Corey Seager. Marcus Simeon, the squad, Adolis Garcia, still tearing things up on offense, still a good pitching staff outside Jacob DeGrom, healthy or not healthy. I mean, that's the theme of Jacob DeGrom. He's going to get you four no-hit innings, perfect innings, pitch a great four innings, maybe get 12 strikeouts for you, and then he's going to be out for the rest of the year. That's what I've seen so far as a Mets fan from my perspective. Four, Texas Rangers, I love their offense. Three, New York Mets. Pitching is good until it is. Carlos Carrasco. Horrible starter for them right now. He's in the IL. Tyler McGill, not a great starter. That's why he lost to the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
Saving the bullpen. David Robertson be great for you all year, stepping up for Edwin Diaz, but he still gives up a home run ninth inning to the Dodgers. Now, you're up 5-2 to two at that point, and it becomes 5-3. to three. Not that big of an issue, but say it's a playoff game, and you give up a home run ninth inning, it may become an issue. That's the problem with not having Edwin Diaz. Can't close things down as much. That's what the Mets are at number three. I still think they're a great squad. Brandon Nimmo, one of the most consistent hitters in baseball. Jeff McNeil, same thing. Pete Alonso, most home runs in MLB. That's why they're number three. Not higher, not lower. Number two. The Atlanta Braves, great record right now for the Atlanta Braves, and obviously great pitching. Mike Soroka coming back, Max Fried, Ronald Queen Jr., Ozzie Albies, Michael Harris, Sean Murphy tearing things up right now, Matt Olson. This is a good squad all around. Not much I can say about it. Land Braves looking like they could win another NL East title this season. Hopefully not as a Mets fan, but I think it might happen. Number two, Land Braves. And number one, best team in baseball, what I've seen so far, the 16-3 and Tampa Bay Rays. Now, that magic will die out. They will not get Andrew wins, in my opinion, and they will not make it out of the first round of the MLB playoffs. But still a good squad, Tampa Bay Rays, as of right now, my standings, not just off of record, off of what I've seen. Tampa Bay Rays, 16-3, God give them respect where respect is due. Best record in baseball, Tampa Bay Rays. That's about for the top five this week. Now, did you know this week's thing knows? Let's throw a little NFL draft trivia at you. Did you know only seven quarterbacks drafted number one overall in the NFL draft have won Super Bowls? Only seven. It's a little bit shocking right there. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's about for Did You Know This Week. Now, around the bases, your MLB headlines, hot takes, whatever you want to call it. Thing of the week. Let's go around it. Let's go around the bases really quick right here. And then we'll be talked about the Max Scherzer situation. That's obviously interesting. Let's see how that plays out. Does he get suspended? The 10 games that are obviously required. Does he appeal it? Does he win the appeal? Just have to see with that. Follow Squirt Sports to Instagram at Squirt Sports. See updates on that whole entire situation as it plays out. Corbin Carroll. Now, I think a lot of people are overhyping Corbin Carroll. If you don't know who Corbin Carroll is, he's an outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's a rookie. Played a little bit last season, but he's tearing up competition this season. And I saw an article on ESPN today that said, Corbin Carroll can be the greatest player of all time. I was blown away by that. Corbin Carroll can be the greatest player of all time? No. We're going to talk about this stuff a little bit later on the episode. But no, Corbin Carroll is definitely not going to be the greatest player of all time. Now, he can be a Hall of Famer. He can be the best Arizona Diamondbacks player ever. I don't care. He's not the next Barry Bonds. He's not the next great. He's not the next Hank Aaron. He's a good player. He's not going to bat 400. He's not going to steal 100 bases in a season. Now, he is fast, but he's not going to steal that many bases. Corbin Carroll, great player. He's going to be an all-star, maybe this season. But don't overhype him like that. Don't go that crazy to say he is the greatest player. He's going to be the greatest player of all time. That's just too much in my opinion. Now, next part around the bases. I wouldn't say friend of the show. I would say enemy of the show. Noah Syndergaard, really, nemesis number one here on Square Sports, especially his mom, Heidi Syndergaard, if she went after us, after went after me. In August this year, Noah Syndergaard decided to back out playing New York Mets when he was at Philadelphia Phillies. I went on Screw Sports Twitter, made a little rant about it, and she used to reply about it, sticking up for her son because he can't do it himself. Now he goes up against the New York Mets, gets bounced after a few innings. Great to see New York Mets get a great win in that rubber match against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Noah Syndergaard, that rivalry continues with Squeeyard Sports. Shohei Otani still tearing up things at Yankee Stadium, really a park that he's had trouble at pitching and hitting. Nice hitting dingers there. Nice pitching, great starts. Could he be? A New York Yankee next season. That's going to be interesting. Selling his jersey in the team store. Obviously, that's hilarious right there. Shohei Otani looking like an MVP level right now. Saw that in WBC. Seeing that again, carrying over to the 2023 MLB season. Tempe Rays, 16-3. Obviously, their streak ended at 13-0. 
greatest of all time, tied for greatest of all time. Could have been the greatest of all time at 14-0 if you win that one more game. Couldn't get it. They've lost two games since. 16-3, Tampa Bay Rays. Your thoughts on that in the comments section. New York Mets, Pete Alonso, eight home runs. You have the great series win against Oakland Athletics. That's a sweep. You get a series win against the Padres. And you get a series win against the Los Angeles Dodgers. After a rough start to the season, Mets are looking like they're tearing things up right now. Another guy tore things up. This will be the last part around the bases. Fernando Tatis Jr., everybody. Eight home runs when he was El Paso. Chihuahua's uniform, that's obviously great right there. He was out here in El Paso. The show is located for AAA. What a great showing you had here, really. I'd compare it to playing with a metal bat because you're playing as, if not the best player in the MLB. I think Fernando Tatis Jr., when healthy, could be the best player in the MLB without steroids because I don't think he's ever played a game under the influence of steroids. Do you? I don't know about that right there because I think he took steroids to get over the injury the biking injury with his hand, and then it turned out testing positive for a PED. I don't know about that right there. Fernando Tatis Jr., still amazing at that top level. It's like you give him a metal bat going up against minor league pitching. That's why he hits eight home runs right there. That's why it's amazing because it's the world's best player going up against minor league pitching. What do you expect right there? Fernando Tatis Jr., back with the San Diego Padres. Really excited to see how he does the rest of the season. And there's obviously still a chance for him to win MVP. That season hasn't even gone by a month yet. So, Fernando Tatis Jr., excited for all that. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's Baffer Around the Bases this week. Now, let's do a little NBA playoff spotlight, everybody. Okay, NBA playoffs through first two games of every series. Obviously, Heat Bucks tonight. That'll be a good game. Game two, Heat took game one out Tyler Hero. But Giannis Antetokounmpo also didn't play in that one. I'm going to talk about the Bucks a little bit later. But one thing I've noticed so far in the NBA playoffs is if you go up in a big series, it's easy to hold on. If you go down in a big series like the Warriors, it's going to be tough to keep up. Golden State Warriors, down to it right now. Now, Cleveland Cavaliers went down one game to the New York Knicks, but if they can get another game up in the Garden, I think it's tough for the New York Knicks to come back. Even if you win that game four in the Garden, you go back to Cleveland, that's just tough for you right there. I don't know how that plays out for the New York Knicks. Same with the other series. Phoenix Suns, yes, you win game two, but you still drop a game to the Clippers in Phoenix. That can't happen. Now you get Paul George back, maybe, in LA. That's just tough for the Phoenix Suns right there. I'm going to see how that plays out. Minnesota Timberwolves getting dominated by Nicole Jokic in game one. And that's going to be rough for you right there. How does that play out for the rest of the series? So really just those things going on right now in the NBA playoffs. Tough to keep up. That's the team I've seen right there. Demata Sabonis playing great. De'Aaron Fox playing great. You know, I've heard some great takes. People saying, oh, all these guys that are in their primes right now, those are the ones that's showing up. You're not really seeing an unsung hero in the playoffs. You're not really seeing a weird guy go off in the playoffs like we've seen in the past. It's really just the players in their prime. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And they're going off. Kawhi Leonard. Maybe not in his prime anymore, still playing well. Devin Booker in his prime, playing well. De'Aaron Fox in his prime, playing great against the Golden State Warriors. DeMontis Sabonis, same thing. Jalen Brunson played great first game against Cleveland Cavaliers. That's the theme I'm seeing right now. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments. Now let's bring back an old segment on Score Sports called On Thin Ice. I think we did it once on the Memphis Grizzlies. Bringing it back on another NBA team, almost brought back the Memphis Grizzlies, Milwaukee Bucks. Here's why you're on thin ice. Because this has been a long rivalry between the Bucks and the Heat. And it all dates back to the bubble. Heat win that series. And then next year, Bucks sweep the Miami Heat. Then have last season where the Bucks don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Heat do make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I have this season, once again, Heat go up 1-0. And here's why you're on thin ice, Milwaukee Bucks. Because you lose one game in Milwaukee. That may not seem like much. You lose one game in Milwaukee, though. You win the next one, 1-1. But you have to go to Miami. Miami's a different environment than playing in Milwaukee, especially if you're without Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know how they handle that. You take Giannis off this team, because he was out game one, he's going to play the rest of the series, it seems like. You take Giannis off that team in game one, 
I don't know how good you are. I see Giralde, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Can those guys keep up with a team that made these Conference Finals last year in the Miami Heat? Because the Miami Heat team is still great. You have NBA champion Kyle Lowry. You have great player Jimmy Butler. You still have a good squad. Max Struess, great three-point shooter. This team could have made the NBA Finals again last year. Miami Heat. So that's why I'm worried right now for the Milwaukee Bucks. On thin ice, I don't know how they handle the rest of the series. And if you do lose this series, you have an NBA championship, so you feel like you're comfortable. I don't know about that. You know, Sanj Kupo seems like ever since they won that championship, playoffs not been so great. Last year in the playoffs, blew a 3-2 lead. Uh, Boston Celtics could have gone to the Conference Finals that year. Could have made the NBA Finals again that year. They couldn't. Same happening this year. If you lose round one, that's a big mistake for you right there. That's a bad thing to happen to your franchise if you do lose in that first round of Miami. And for the Heat, capitalize on this opportunity. Capitalize on winning game one in Milwaukee. That's my take right there. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, at the buzzer. This week's at the buzzer. We're one week out from the NFL Draft, and it's my favorite event of the year, arguably. I love watching the NFL Draft. You could say, it's just the NFL Draft. I like seeing opening day. I like seeing opening weekend way more than I like seeing the NFL Draft. No. NFL Draft is what I live for. I live for these types of things. I live to see the commentary, the music, all of it. Get ready for the mock draft special next week. But let's talk about some storylines heading into the NFL Draft. Houston Texans, did they trade down? Did they not take a quarterback? As of right now, I have them taking Will Anderson Jr. Now, they could get such a big capital if they give that number two pick, which is interesting. But I think they wait to take a quarterback, maybe a few picks, maybe a few years. Could be just a few picks this draft, or it could be maybe a year or two. You never know. I think Will Anderson Jr. is that perfect spot for you right there. At number two, defense coach D'Amico Ryans. I love that pick. Minnesota Vikings, some rumors today about Trey Lance having conversations with the 49ers. And I think it would work out. You have a high first round pick, number 20 overall pick. I mean, first round pick in the NFL is very high in my opinion. No matter what pick it is, no matter if it's pick 32 or if it's pick one, any pick in the NFL draft is high in my opinion. So if you can trade that pick, say for Trey Lance, who is basically born and raised in Minnesota, and then you wait for Kirk Cousins for one year, then you plug in Trey Lance that situation. He'd be a fourth year, first time full season starter, tried to be it this season, couldn't, got hurt. I think he would sit on the bench for a year against Kirk Cousins, unless Kirk Cousins struggles. And then you go into year four, Kirk Cousins off that team, and you have Trey Lance right there. Kind of the Jordan Love situation. Jordan Love would be entering his fourth NFL season, and hopefully his first full season starting. So that's the thing to look out for right there. Vikings, Trey Lance, Las Vegas Raiders, some rumors about them drafting a quarterback, even though they do have Jimmy Garoppolo. I think their main priority right now, boost up that offensive line, then think about taking a quarterback. Think about taking a C.J. Stroud. That could be interesting for you right there. Trade up at the Arizona Cardinals. Get that number three overall pick. Take a C.J. Stroud. Take a Hennon Hooker. Take an Andy Richardson. Will Levis. Bryce Young. Whoever it might be. Lots gonna, a lot of drama's going to happen because if you do see a Bryce Young fall past number one overall pick, I don't know where he goes. I don't know where CJ Stroud goes. That's why I'm interested about the Senate draft. That's why it's going to be such a exciting day on Thursday night. Panthers, obviously the rumors about Bryce Young. They told him he's going to be the number one overall pick. I expect that pick to happen now. It was obviously always CJ Stroud, then Andy Richardson. And they just say, okay, let's put all our chips in the bag on the safe guy, Bryce Young. And that's not a bad thing right there. Bryce Young can be a Hall of Famer. He's not going to be a GOAT. He can be a Hall of Famer, though. I like that right there. Panthers, Bryce Young. And then for the Green Bay Packers, what do they do? Do they get a wide receiver? Do they get a tight end? Because we know they're not going to take a wide receiver first round. They're not going to take Jordan Nats. They're not going to take Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, any of these guys. Still get your hopes up if you're a Packers fan. I say boost up that offensive line also. Jordan Love's first full season starting, whatever that might be, how that ever goes. Aaron Rodgers, that possibility is not closed yet on Aaron Rodgers because that trade has still not gone through when it was supposed to go through about a month ago. So that's interesting right there. I think Michael Mayer, a tight end, he could fit perfectly with that Green Bay Packers system. That's about it for the app buzzer this week. NFL Draft, 
one week out. Get ready for that mock draft special next week. Now, best for last question today. This next question today is, is there a player in sports right now? Let me phrase it correctly. Is there a player in sports right now, any sport, say tennis, basketball, baseball, football, who could be the GOAT one day? I'm not talking about LeBron James. I'm talking about younger players, younger active players. So like I talked about earlier, Corbin Carroll, could he be the GOAT of baseball? Could Carlos Alcaraz be the GOAT of tennis? I don't think so. I don't think he has that killer instinct to get him on the court. Could Scotty Scheffler be the GOAT of golf? I say no. Could Luka Doncic be the GOAT of basketball? Could it be Victor Omanyama? Could Shohei Otani be the greatest baseball player of all time? All that topic right there. Is there an active player right now who will be the greatest athlete of their sport? I don't know. Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. That's my question this week. If I had to bet on somebody, it would be Shohei Otani, but he's not the youngest guy out there. He's 26 years old right now, so that's a good take right there. That's my question this week. That's my for Screw Sports Lane Frank Epstein 120. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Screw Sports on Instagram at Screw Sports for awesome sports news updates. Follow Screw Sports on Twitter for Square Scoops, Square Takes, and obviously the episodes. Follow Screw Sports on TikTok for more content at Screw Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week for our mock draft special, episode 121. Stay tuned.